Hello, boy. Good morning, church. Oh, wow. All right. Can I invite Pastor Cameron and Mrs. Kelly Hooper and Miss Jarrah? Would you like to come forward, please? We're going to have a special service for you guys today. You know, who would have thought that this day will come? You know, a lot of... um, You thought it would? Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> um, it just goes to show that, um, the importance of, of time and investment, hey? because I, I opened my house to this man here to come, and he stayed with me for five years, and now he's got a little daughter, and we are very happy to, um, to dedicate her today. Little Jarrah, come on, come up here, come close. Hello, you want to come Say hello, everyone. Yeah. Hey, good morning. Baby dedications. You know, like I was just asking, you guys might have missed it, but I was just asking the church, you know, who would have thought this day would come, eh? Where we stand up here and dedicate a baby that belongs to you too. It's amazing what God can do. Two, two lives from completely different parts of our country come together and they produce something, someone very, very beautiful. So baby dedication, Cameron and Kelly, it's a wonderful moment in the life of you guys because you guys are making a, a public statement of faith today that you want to dedicate Jara to be brought up in the grace and the will of God. Um, yeah, so... It's really beautiful to see a young family grow into three. And this is going to be your first Father's Day. So how does that feel? Uh, we did a sort of sneaky one last year because she was pregnant. And I said, that counts. I'm a father. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. And this is, well, your first Mother's Day will be next year, Kelly. How does that feel having Jara around? I um, already had Mother's Day. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Okay, I have no idea of the dates. I'm really bad with dates, okay? So I'm, I'm sorry, Kelly, you already had a Mother's Day, so that was very beautiful, wasn't it? Okay. <laughs> Whew, I'm a bit nervous. Uh, all right. So Cameron and Kelly, as we dedicate Jared this morning, thank you for allowing all of us to be part of that special day. Um, what you guys are doing this morning, you are saying to God, God, we recognize her has a special gift from you and we want to give her back to you, has our gift back to you, God. So thank you for everything that you've done for us. There's a special text in scripture because God doesn't only bless us with child or kids, but he also gives us a direction. He also gives us information on how to bring that special child up. So if you want to go to if you've got your Bible with you, go to, um, to Deuteronomy chapter 6 and verse 4 to verse 9. And it says this, beautiful words. It says, O hear, Cameron and Kelly, or Israel, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. These commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts, Cameron and Kelly, Impress them on Jarrah, your children. Talk about them when you sit down at home 
and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. This means that Jara, her first place of learning is your home. Her first place of education is your home. Her first teachers aren't her kindy teachers or primary teachers. Her first teachers are you two. So this is also saying that your home is not only a safe place for her, but a place where she can grow, not only spiritually, but learn the basics of life. So you two have a very special mission. Your home doesn't become just, just become a place where you go and eat and sleep. Your home becomes a mission field. And, and, and there's something about being present. You know, there's a difference between presence and being present. So, Jarrah, I don't know if you know yet or if you understand, but you have been born into a very special family. Both your mum and dad very love you so much. And as you grow up, you will find out that you have a father, not your daddy here, but a father that we just sang about that loves you so, so much and that has gifted you with gifts and talents. And you are blessed because you have a wonderful church family here that are going to help raise you up. They're going to help you see the love of Jesus. And to our church family this morning, we are here to dedicate Jarrah, but there are so many other young people that are coming through our churches. And, and I want to challenge our church this morning that um, it takes a whole village to bring up a child. Now, I know that for a fact because I grew up in a village where our next door neighbor was like a father and a mother. And, 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 and Jarrah here is one of your child. And we as a community, and I'm going to challenge you as a community to work out what kind of community would we like. We want a community that allows young people to thrive. We want a community that young people grow up knowing that they are loved. And I hear so many good things about, about Fremantle. It's a really good community to belong to. So... I want to introduce you to Jarrah. This is your child. And the community and the culture that we build around her, she will grow up knowing that she belongs. She'll grow up knowing who she is because of what we as a community, church community and church family do. Let's pray for Jarrah today and dedicate her, eh? Jarrah, you stay with mum, Okay. All right, let's pray. And in fact, sorry, before we pray, I want to invite an elder. David, would you like to come up here? We are going to pray a special prayer for Jarrah. All right. Father God, we just want to thank you so much for the opportunity to, to witness these beautiful parents, Cameron and Kelly, dedicate young Jarrah to you. 
We, when, when we think of dedication, we think of Hannah, the dedication that of herself in bringing up Samuel and dedicating him back to you. And, and this, this is what these two beautiful people are doing this morning. And we ask, Lord, that you'll take Jarrah into your hands, that you'll mold her, you'll shape her into the young person and young lady and to, into a woman that you've designed and desired her to be. That she will be a woman of faith, of courage, of wisdom, of discernment. That she'll be used by you to further your work and to prepare so many lives for your kingdom. We want to pray for their house and their home. That Kelly and Cameron will continue to show Jara how much she is loved. Allow her to grow into her gifting Allow her to to be who she is. Not to medicate, but to feed her enthusiasm. Not to hide away her talents, but to empower her into leadership. And may their home, Lord, be filled with you, that she will not know anything else but you. And that she'll be able to share with the world your love. I thank you for Cameron and Kelly and thank you for the parents that they are. And I pray, Lord, that they'll continue to grow in love with each other every single day. Thank you for their mission work. Thank you for their ministry. And I pray, Father, that you'll walk closely with them as they continue to add to their family, hopefully, in the near future. And I just leave them in your hands. Thank you for this beautiful church and the community that you've built in so many years and you made this church what it is today. May this church continue to thrive because of their love for young people. And I leave all of them in your hands. That's our prayer today. Thank you for this beautiful, beautiful young girl. And we leave her in your, in your hands. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Test. Ah, oh, there we go. I guess that's the danger of um, Dad creating the slideshow. It's going to just be him and his daughter. <laughs> um, but there were some with uh, Kelly in there and, and Marley and family as well. Um, just want to thank you guys for coming and witnessing this special occasion for Kelly and I. Um, and thank you, Pastor Willie and your family for coming along and not just being here today, but being there every step of the way with Kelly and my relationship and our marriage and, and our child now as well. So just thank you for coming along and, and Dale, wherever she is, she's disappeared, probably helping Kelly with Bub. Um, 
and thank you church family for being a part of being a significant part of our our I've come here uh, freshly married to Kelly and spent uh, pretty much all time all the time I've been married to Kelly here at Fremantle Church Cotazo and Narragin um, and you guys are part of our family as well so thank you for being a part of that um, before I begin into the the sermon or not sermon but short message um, I'll just have a word of prayer Father in heaven, it is a privilege to come here together as a family, uh, not just in a, in a blood sense, but also in a spiritual sense. And Lord, we thank you for your presence here through your Holy Spirit. And we just pray that it continues as well, that uh, um, you've, you've blessed us so far through uh, the offering and the music and the, and the uh, dedication of Jarrah. Uh, but Lord, I pray that you bless us as well through the words that I speak now. We pray this in your loving, blessed name, Jesus. Amen. Like most couples, Kelly and I were super excited about starting a family together. It was something that we talked about uh, prior to the wedding, that it was uh, a key thing, me coming from, well, both of us actually coming from very large families um, and, and, and relatives and things like that. So it was obviously going to be, you know, part of our, our goal in life to start a family. We delayed it a bit, though, after we got married. Because we were listening to what everyone else had to say around us. They were saying things like, oh, wait till you've gone traveling around the world or gone to this country or that country or so on and so forth. Wait till you've bought a house and got your first investment property and all these sorts of things. Wait till you're ready financially, financially stable and all these sorts of reasons as why we should wait before we started having children. But it was something we were both super excited about and we eventually figured that there's never ever going to be a perfect time to start a family. So why not start now? And so we did. And I don't know what was going through Kelly's in my head, but we expected Kelly to fall pregnant like that. We thought it was going to be the first go. Done and dusted. She's pregnant. Yay. But she didn't. And we tried again next month. And the next month, and trying to time it perfectly, and Kelly was reading all these things about, you know, this time, blah, 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 Cameron, you better be ready. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> but as each month passed by, we got a little bit more disheartened. And I can, tell you the number, I can tell you the number of times Kelly cried in my arms and the question came up for both of us, is there something wrong with me? A story that we connect with and gave us encouragement, though, was something that Willie mentioned, and that was the story of Hannah in 1 Samuel chapter 1 and 2. For those who don't know the story, Hannah was an Israelite woman married to a man named Elkanah, and she desperately wanted a child. And for the sake of time, I'm not going to go too far into it, but there were some interesting dynamics in that family. And I but I love 1 Samuel chapter 1 at the end of verse 7 to verse 8 because I remember saying something very similar to Kelly. It reads this. It said, She, talking about Hannah, wept and did not eat. I can remember Kelly crying in my arms and struggling to find a stomach for food. She wept and did not eat, and then Elkanah, her husband, said to her, Hannah, why do you weep? Why do you not eat? And why is your heart grieved? 
am I not better than 10 sons? That was my question to Kelly. Am I not better than any children? (laughs) If that was your, you could have had children with anyone else. (laughs) But she still wanted a child, talking about Hannah and Kelly. And she went to the house of the Lord to pray. And I can be honest with you and, and say that prayer is not always the first thing that we turn to. And often isn't. And how many times do we treat prayer as sort of a last resort and we think to ourselves, oh, you know, we can't trouble the big guy upstairs. He's got lots of other things to sort out and to deal with. Or aren't we being a little bit selfish by by, by asking for something like this? But Hannah prayed and she in fact made a vow to God in verse 11. It says this, it says, Then she made a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, if you will indeed take a look on the affliction of your maidservant and remember me and not forget your maidservant, but will give your maidservant a male child, then I will give him to the Lord all the days of his life. And as the story continues, it says that God remembered her and she bore a son and named him Samuel. And Samuel means I have asked for him from the Lord. And I love that story. And there's one main point I'd like, I'd like you to take away from this, and it's this. God is intimately interested and invested in your life. God loves you with every ounce of his being and wants the best for you. He makes promise after promise after promise. And even if you don't claim those promise, promises, it doesn't diminish his, la- his love for you in any way. He just keeps on loving you. When Kelly and I read the story, we talked about it and we're like, all right, God, you did this for Hannah. See if you'll do it for us as well. And so we prayed to God and we said, if you provide us with a child, we will give that child back to you. And it didn't happen straight away, but I I remember approaching a new month and discussing stuff with Kelly and we decided to leave it in God's hands. And as proof... We wouldn't try to time things perfectly or, or do everything that you needed to do, all that the Google tells us to do to get pregnant, but just kind of focus on loving one another. And I remember that Sunday night as I was watching TV and Kelly had gone to the bedroom for whatever reason and I thought to myself, Kelly's been gone a while. She's missed a whole episode on Netflix. So I got up and I found her in tears and trying to be the good husband, I strived to comfort her, but all the while feeling the same frustration she was. The next morning I got ready to head to the pathology lab to see if there was anything wrong with me and I hear Kelly call me from the bedroom and there was something different about her voice and I was like, okay, what have I forgotten now? We met in the kitchen and she had this pregnancy test in her hand and she said, I did the test just to disappoint myself again. And there was the little plus sign on the test indicating she was pregnant. It was such a surreal moment uh, for both of us and I couldn't believe it and so we prayed thanks to God and booked an appointment that day to go see the doctor straight away because I didn't believe it. And I wanted a blood test to prove it. 
But it was such an extraordinary time for Kelly and I and such a confirmation for us about that one point. God is intimately interested and invested in our lives. So fast forward nine months and our little blessing comes into the world and we decide to name her Jarrah. And Jarrah has a couple of meanings. Jarrah means, obviously, eucalyptus wood or tree. But there's also a Hebrew meaning to it. The Hebrew meaning to Jarrah is honey and sweetness from God. And she's definitely lived up to her name. And each day I look at her, she is just such a confirmation of the promises God makes to me, to me and to all of us. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 20 says, For all the promises of God are in him are yes, and in him, amen. And the truth of the matter is that already Jarrah is doing God's work without even knowing it, without even being able to say a word. She has already healed relationships, reconnected family, brought comfort and kindness, encouragement and empowered, and and she can't even talk yet. That's the crazy thing. God is already using her, and God is really, really good at it. It's not lost on me that it's Father's Day tomorrow. And as the newest addition to fatherhood in this church, rather than looking forward to getting a really nice gift and a little pampered tomorrow, I'd like to follow in my Heavenly Father's footsteps and make a covenantal promise before God and before, uh, to my daughter. I say this because I want you guys to keep me accountable to this. Jarrah Carla Hooper. I promise to love you unconditionally. I promise to support you in discovering God's love for you and his plan for your life. promise to exemplify the way a man should treat a woman by the way I treat women in my life. (laughs) I promise to set firm boundaries and hold you accountable for your actions, but also give you enough space to learn and make your own wise decisions. (laughs) I promise to be there when you suffer loss and be there to celebrate your successes and tell you I'm proud of you. I promise to attend important events for you and find activities we enjoy doing together and to find out what's important to you. I will allow you the freedom to fail. Forgive your mistakes and apologise when I'm wrong. And by the grace of God, I promise to strive 
and be the best father I can be for you. I pray that you can keep me accountable to that. I don't think I'm in a state to pray, David. Can you pray for me?